0: You're watching Global BC. This is Global News Hour at 6.
1: Good evening and thanks for joining us. Chris is off tonight. Several students at a prestigious Vancouver private school have been expelled or suspended for sharing racist, hate filled posts online. The boys were said to be involved in posting neo Nazi memes and messages to social media. Vancouver police are now investigating. Our Jennifer Palma spoke with one of the students involved.
2: It's a prestigious all-boys school where students are held to a higher account, but now up to 19 students have been suspended or expelled over anti-Semitic comments on social media. One suspended student spoke with us to give us his side of the story.
3: They sent back and forth these names that were offensive to these but may have been offensive to these communities.
2: According to the student who wanted to remain anonymous, the racist memes were predominantly over Instagram and that this has been going on for a while. The students who were involved come from a variety of cultural backgrounds.
3: Well, mainly anti-Semitic and anti-black, but honestly, I don't think we actually meant anything by it. We just, you know, we're just erratic
2: teenagers. In a statement, the school says they are aware of the matter and that senior students have been expelled and suspended. The school states police say this is not a criminal matter, but Vancouver police say the file is open.
4: We're currently conducting an investigation. Our youth services section, which includes a school liaison officer, is engaged, has been meeting with staff and students at the school.
2: We spoke with a former student and past president of the school's alumni association. He's demanding a full investigation.
0: There needs to be something much further than that the proliferation of anti-semitism uh particularly in the last half of the seven and a half decades since uh the holocaust uh is extremely troubling
2: as for the student he says he's deeply sorry and that he hopes this doesn't tarnish the school that he loves
0: with the
3: suspension i i took lessons from it and didn't just like shake it off i took like real personal lessons from it so from this i can move on I can bounce back even more.
2: The Ministry of Education is also looking into the matter and will be inspecting the school in November. Jennifer Palma, Global News. Now a major
1: headache for many drivers during this evening's commute as climate activists march through downtown Vancouver. It's the second demonstration staged by Extinction Rebellion, the same group that shut down the Burrard Bridge last week. Our Jordan Armstrong is following the protest for us tonight. How disruptive... Has it been
5: so far, Jordan? I would say it's been somewhat disruptive, Sophie. Definitely not total chaos. You know, the protest started at about 5 o'clock. And as a lot of people know, Friday afternoon rush in Vancouver typically is from about 3 to 4.30. So they were starting at the tail end of the rush. And the protest has actually moved quite quickly. We've gone down Richards and Robson and Granville onto Georgia. They're now on Burrard Street just approaching Robson although as you can see it stopped here for a minute, they're actually singing Solidarity Forever. If they have a predetermined route, they're not revealing it to us or Vancouver Police participants say they're just going to go with the flow of things on this rainy Friday. Given though that this is happening during the evening commute, the tail end of it at least there is a chance the climate activists could be face to face with drivers at some point although I have to say it's been fairly upbeat so far, just some small discussions I would call them not really confrontations police are definitely keeping an eye on things and escorting the protesters but again they don't know where they're going to go we asked one of the participants about what their demands are here
2: the first ones tell the truth so it's basically telling our governments and the media to tell the truth about the climate and ecological emergency so many people don't even understand climate change right now so that's a huge issue to get motivation or people to take a position on it And then the second one is uh, reducing net emissions to zero by 2025 and halting biodiversity loss. And then the third one is creating a citizens assembly to determine the decisions about how we do this and great policies moving forward.
5: These protests are happening in dozens of cities around the world. It's the second one in Vancouver in as many weeks. Two Mondays ago, activists shut down the Burrard Bridge for most of the day. In the end, 10 people were arrested. I've just been told that they are going to be turning now onto Robson Street. So Robson Street is the next one to avoid if you're driving in downtown Vancouver tonight. Sophie.
1: All right, thanks for that. We'll keep an eye on the situation. As the evening progresses, Jordan Armstrong following that protest through downtown Vancouver. Vancouver police are investigating the homicide of a 60-year-old woman who was found dead in her East Vancouver apartment. Maggie Nelson's body was discovered by a maintenance worker in her Strathcona building near Kiefer and Gore on Wednesday morning. The death appeared to be suspicious, and after conferring with the coroner service, today investigators ruled it a homicide.
4: No arrests have been made. I can't speak about specific in, in details of the investigation, but we're confident there's no risk to the public. This was not a random, uh, a random incident.
1: A man has been slapped with a fine for pulling off a dangerous stunt on the SkyTrain. He was caught on the Expo line, riding between two cars as the SkyTrain was travelling between the Main Street and Broadway stations at around 5.45 Thursday night. He was issued a $115 fine. Transit police say this kind of behavior is extremely risky and could have resulted in major injury or even death. Former Sergeant at Arms Gary Lenz is breaking his silence tonight in a Global News exclusive. He's adamantly rebutting the findings of the independent report into the legislature spending scandal. As Richard Zussman reports, Lenz is lashing out at Speaker Daryl Pluckis and Investigator Doug Lippard determined to clear his name. He has quit
6: as Sergeant at Arms, accused of egregious breach of trust. Now Gary Lenz is speaking publicly for the first time since a damning report was released threatening to destroy his reputation. I want to clear my name. I've done nothing wrong. Lenz has been accused by former Vancouver Deputy Police Chief Doug Lapard of lying. In Lapard's report, commissioned by Speaker Darrell Plekis, multiple witnesses say Lenz was well aware of thousands of dollars of alcohol not being returned after a legislature event and was being kept by former clerk Craig James. A finding Lenz denies.
7: I disagree strongly with Doug Lapard's report. His conclusions are wrong. I did not lie to Doug Lepard. I did not lie to Beverly McLaughlin.
6: Len's Last, quick to the point states states out that while former Chief Justice of the Supreme, 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 Supreme Court Supreme Beverly McLaughlin found James committed administrative misconduct, he was cleared of wrongdoing, adding by using this rule book that the Speaker should have been the one to investigate the truckload of booze, not the Sergeant-at-Arms. I went in his office, I put my hand on his desk,
7: and I said, Daryl, this sits on your desk. You are the Speaker. You're in charge of the security of Parliament.
6: As to why Lenz quit his job earlier this month after vowing to fight for his return, he says it was clear Plekis was going to do everything he could to keep him out. His actions are so over the top.
7: There's just no way I can work there.
6: The question is, why should the public believe Lenz over the Speaker, Witnesses and Lapard? What I would ask the public is this. You need to look at, you should look at what
7: happened and occurred at the time, not what we know now.
6: Len says he's still deciding on whether he will sue, but he fully expects to be cleared by an ongoing police investigation. And if it works out Len's way, he would like to hear from the speaker himself.
7: I would definitely like an apology at the end of this. But
6: again, I don't have control over this. Richard Zussman, Global News, Victoria.
1: One of the first stages of the inquiry into money laundering in B.C. got underway today. The commission, led by Austin Cullen, heard from counsel representing two B.C. Lottery Corporation executives and two whistleblowers who want to participate in the proceedings. John Hua has more on the scope of the inquiry and what's at stake.
3: For whistleblowers like Fred Pinnick, it's the moment he's been waiting for. I am going to make myself available at every opportunity to uh, uh, deliver my message as uh, carefully and uh, completely as I can. The former commander of RCMP's Illegal Gaming Task Force has alleged he sounded the alarm about organized crime creeping into BC casinos.
2: Order, all right.
3: Now he's finally in front of Commissioner Austin Cullen, tasked with getting to the bottom of how this province became a laundromat for dirty money.
8: The more awareness there is of its presence and of the profound social harms it springs from and propagates the less complacency
9: there can be for facilitating or tolerating it.
3: Before the Cullen Commission looks into how criminal cash was cleaned in B.C., two BCLC executives and one whistleblower are making a push for participant standing.
0: Participants have certain abilities in the room, for example, to ask questions of witnesses, to provide or make requests for documents.
3: Council for BCLC's CEO and VP of Casino and Community Gaming Argued focus on the corporation also comes at a personal cost. Jim Lightbody's lawyer, Robin McPhee, stating Mr. Lightbody, the president and CEO of BCLC, has obvious significant personal privacy, reputational and professional interests that may be affected in the course of the commission's proceedings. I think there's an argument to be made for standing for uh, me and other whistleblowers who may come forward. That being the public perception of decision makers being granted standing, while those who are brave enough to speak out are kept to the witness list. Balance must be demonstrated. The Cullen Commission is expected to rule on standing next week, but wants the public to know it will do what it takes to get to the truth. John Hua, Global News.
1: Right now, though, Langley RCMP were on the street today at the scene of a terrible hit and run last month that left a young boy with life-altering injuries. We're investigating that hit and run on September 13th. And we're asking the people if they have that stand the Mounties are looking for witnesses in the 4900 block of 232nd Street in Aldergrove. That's where 12-year-old Jesse Brown was hit by a blue 2017 Nissan Pathfinder on September 13th. He suffered injuries, including bone fractures, vision loss and paralysis. The 29-year-old driver didn't stop, but was arrested a few minutes later. And we're learning more tonight about the driver involved in a crash on the downtown east side that left a young woman with critical injuries requiring multiple surgeries. He is a member of an American punk band who had just left a gig nearby when their van and trailer struck and dragged the victim for several blocks. As Aaron MacArthur reports, the band is now canceling its upcoming performances.
0: The band is called Off With Their Heads. Their North American tour came to a sudden stop in Vancouver Saturday morning. The band announcing on their Facebook page an accident had left them too shaken to continue. Sources confirmed to Global News a member of the band was behind the wheel of this van after their show at the SBC restaurant. Desiree Evanzio was struck and then dragged for blocks underneath before the driver even knew she was there. Police
4: still investigating. There's evidence that the driver... Was impaired by alcohol to some degree. Our investigation is going to work to determine uh, what, to what degree, if any, that level of impairment played in the collision. The band's
0: fans have stepped forward to help support Desiree's recovery posting on the group's Facebook page that people should take their refunds from upcoming canceled shows and donate to the GoFundMe page, which has already raised more than $100,000. Her whole
4: body is injured. Um, uh, injured to the point that she won't be able to function properly, and she just won't be the same person.
0: Evancio remains sedated recovering from one of what will be numerous surgeries. Right now, it's unclear if charges will be laid against the driver or if the insurance from the U.S. band will be sufficient to help pay for a lifetime of recovery. Aaron MacArthur, Global News.
1: Probably seeing some traffic disruptions in downtown Vancouver at this hour. Let's head back down there to our Jordan Armstrong, who's been covering this Extinction Rebellion climate protest. Just heard them cheering. Uh, We do see some traffic moving, though, Jordan, which is probably a good sign.
5: Yeah, Sophie, as far as the traffic disruption goes, we're probably at the peak of it right now. You can see behind me the Vancouver Police motorcycle officers. They're preparing to close that busy intersection that is Georgia and Burrard to traffic as the protest makes its way eastbound here along Georgia. So they've wound their way through the downtown core on a number of different streets, Richards, Robson, but now they're on Georgia heading east. So this will definitely be affecting traffic heading out of uh, Stanley Park um, from the Lionsgate Bridge through the causeway. Uh, at this point, they're still going strong. No uh, no sign yet of them wrapping up. It's been going on now for about an hour and 20 minutes, and uh, yet yeah, they have no roots. they're saying. They're just kind of going with the flow of things. Sophie.
1: No route, Jordan, but do we have any idea how long they plan to snake their way through downtown?
5: No, they claim they don't really have an agenda. They say it could wrap up fairly soon, or if uh, some people involved want to keep going, they will keep going. Even Vancouver police don't know where this is going. It's actually quite interesting. There's one woman at the start um, of the lineup there, and She tells the police officers, okay, we're going to go right now, we're going to go left, and then they go and block the traffic. So it it does seem to be very spontaneous. Um, Haven't been any real confrontations that I've seen. It seems to be fairly upbeat, although one thing people have pointed out um, that some were saying is kind of hypocritical is the protest is being led by a pickup truck, a very large diesel pickup truck. We talked to the organizers, they say that's the only option they have at this point. Sophie?
1: All right, thanks for that, Jordan. We'll keep an eye on things. Jordan Armstrong in downtown Vancouver for us. Well, the young girl who has become the international face of climate change activism marched straight into Canada's lion's den today. 16-year-old Swedish teenager Greta Thunberg took her campaign to Alberta's capital city, where she was met by thousands of supporters and a (coughs)
4: counter-protest. In the heart of oil country, it was a Swedish teenager who inspired this. Thousands of people shutting down Edmonton streets and taking over the Alberta legislature grounds, calling for action against climate change. At the center of it all, Greta Thunberg, the 16-year-old climate activist traveling the world and speaking out.
2: Some people say that we are fighting for our future, But that is not true. We are not fighting for our future. We are fighting for everyone's future. And if you think we should be in school instead, then we suggest you take our place in the streets.
4: Here in a province that relies on resource revenue, the sound of opposition rings just as loud. A convoy of trucks rolling past, loud but peaceful. I just want to say I'm wearing all black to support Alberta oil.
8: We also want to make the message very, very clear that this is the most ethically produced and cleanest produced oil in the world. And
4: while tensions are high... It's a free country! In the end, a message from Thunberg might resonate with both sides.
2: Nothing is impossible if enough people stand united. Right. So thank you and continue. Never give up. Come on. We stand together.
4: As for Alberta's premier, Jason Kenney did not meet with the teenager. Instead, spending the day at a pipeline opening, an event he says was just a coincidence. Brianna Karsten-Smith, Global News. Well, it is the season
1: for fall celebrations, and meteorologist Christy Gordon is live at his October event that won't scare the daylights out of you, Christy. We certainly hope it's a little more gentle (laughs) than fright nights.
10: That's exactly right. So so it's Harvestland. There's an outdoor portion and an indoor portion. The outdoor portion is for families. Lots of fun things to do, like pumpkin, slingshots. What's better than that? As well as lettuce chopping. You can see all sorts of different um, uh, entertainers, as well as uh, axe throwing. So lots to do. It's open all weekend for the kids and families. So come down, because tomorrow's going to be a pretty good day. There's also an indoor portion. This is Tyson Villeneuve. He's an organizer of Harvest. House, which is a hugely popular event. 1,400 people coming tonight. What can they expect?
8: Well, Harvest House, this is our fifth year coming into it. It's tons of fun. It's our fun, unique interpretation of a traditional Oktoberfest, but we've remixed it, added in a whole new flair. We've got DJs, live bands, traditional fair plus some modern twists. It's all actually narrated by, on it, by professional character actors. We have our Burgermeister, our keg-tapping ceremony, tons of food. We've got, obviously, uh, we've got our pork hocks, our bratwurst, amazing pretzels, mm-hmm. and then hot mustard straight from Germany, the extra sharp mustard, Jagermeister.
10: Uh, of course, which I think I grew up on, yeah. not as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> as, as a, you know, in through my university years.
8: No, it, it actually is very traditional, authentic German. Like, there's 56 herbs in it. It's amazing. Um, but, yeah, so we've got a huge selection of beers, some really unique European beers, our own custom brew called Schnapsody, which is amazing. So, um, yeah, cheers and bro What Brost. do you
10: say? Brost. 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 Well, thank you for having us here. It runs uh, through tomorrow afternoon and evening also. Uh, So much fun down here. It's going to be quite the party. All right, back to you guys. Thanks, Tyson. Cheers. Cheers. (laughs) All right, thanks very much, Christy. Once again, this uh, historic moment, first time that two women have done a spacewalk together. American astronauts astronauts, Christina Cook and Jessica
1: Meir becoming the world's first women-only spacewalking team. The pair spent about seven hours today fixing a failed power controller 400 kilometers above the Earth.
2: We recognize that it is a historic achievement, and we do, of course, want to give credit to all of those that came before us. There's been a long line of female scientists, explorers, engineers, and astronauts we have followed in their footsteps to get us where we are today.
1: Now, the spacewalk was supposed to happen in March, but at the time, NASA didn't have the right size spacesuits on the International Space Station. Washington state officials say they believe they have prevented a massacre with a major gun bust. Police have seized weapons, including military-style rifles, from the regional leader of a violent neo-Nazi group in the community of Arlington. Court documents label 24-year-old Caleb Cole an extreme risk and say he's been involved with recruiting people for white supremacist activity and training for attacks. At this point, he's not been charged with any crime. Another shocking development in the scandal that has grounded Boeing 737 MAX jets around the world. U.S. investigators say Boeing withheld messages between pilots who had serious concerns with the flight control system that's been implicated in two deadly crashes. Two deadly crashes overseas.
11: 346 died. And tonight, more evidence that Boeing was aware of a problem with the anti-stall system on the 737 MAX and didn't tell the FAA or airlines that fly the plane. In these messages from 2016 obtained by NBC News, two test pilots working for Boeing write about problems with the MCAS system in the flight simulator, two years before the first fatal crash in Indonesia. It's running rampant in the sim on me, writes the former chief test pilot, Mark Forkner. The other pilot responds, Oh, great. That means we have to update the trim description. Forkner writes, so I basically lied to the regulators, unknowingly. At one point, he calls what happened in the flight simulator egregious. In a statement to the Wall Street Journal, Forkner's attorney writes, If you read the whole chat, it is obvious there was no lie, and the simulator program was not operating properly. Based on what he was told, Mark thought the plane was safe and the simulator would be fixed. Tonight, the FAA says it found the messages concerning, Adding, it's also disappointed that Boeing did not bring this document to its attention immediately upon its discovery. Boeing tells NBC News, we will continue to follow the direction of the FAA and other global regulators as we work to safely return the 737 MAX to service. Last month, the new FAA chief exclusively spoke with NBC's Tom Costello.
0: I'm not going to, uh, to, to sign off on the aircraft until I would fly it myself or put my own family on it.
11: No U.S. airline will be flying the MAX until January, at the earliest. Stephanie Gosk, NBC News, New York.
1: In health matters tonight, a popular over-the-counter heartburn drug has been pulled from shelves in Canada and the U.S. The maker of Zantac has pulled the product because of possible contamination. Other drug makers have recalled their versions of the drug as well after the U.S. Food and Drug Administration said a potentially cancer-causing chemical had been detected at low levels in prescription and over-the-counter versions. A warning from the U.S. Food and Drug Administration as well amid the growing popularity of cannabis products. The FDA says pregnant women and breastfeeding moms should stay away from marijuana and any product containing CBD or THC. The FDA says there's not enough research to determine the possible effects on the fetus or a baby being breastfed. The agency says THC could affect a newborn's brain development and marijuana use in general during pregnancy increases the risk for low birth weight and possible stillbirth. A new study says if you want to improve your health through exercise, get up earlier. British researchers followed 30 overweight men for six weeks and found those who exercised before eating breakfast burned double the amount of fat. Their bodies also had a better response to insulin. Doctors say keeping blood sugar sugar levels under control can lower the risk of diabetes and heart disease. And, a and she just went like to work? Yeah. What a what kind of mom that? A viral that? video every busy mother will relate to and possibly dread. That's right after the forecast. Alright, let's head back down to Harvest uh Harvest Land? Is that what we're is that what it's called, Christy? <laughs>
10: Yeah, the Harvest Land is the outdoor portion for families. This is Harvest House. By the way, Harvest something, Sophie. And it's tons of fun down here. We're just at the p area inside the Forum. Uh, they're expecting 1,400 people tonight. It's going to be pretty great. Let's talk a little bit about the weather. If you want to come down to Harvest Land, which is the outdoor portion for families, I recommend tomorrow because we are expecting, although we're seeing showers right now and we will overnight, a bit of a dry patch before the next onslaught of wet weather pushes in on Sunday and into our Monday so really tomorrow is the one time we could see a bit of a break so you can see that that chance of showers or rain drops off later in the day tomorrow and it will be a brief break because then it goes back up again and we will see wet weather through our Sunday and don't forget Monday is a day to vote we are expecting rain throughout the day I urge you to plan a way to go out to vote in the rain everyone because you're definitely going to need it now of the weekend basically Saturday looks to be the driest of the two not only here but across the province really, whereas Sunday we get much wetter, so showers, some breaks of blue sky for the south coast. I'm really keeping my fingers crossed for breaks of blue sky in Metro Vancouver, but it may not happen. Other areas may see some sunshine across Vancouver Island. Wet Sunday, Monday, as I mentioned, but the key here is Sophie. By Tuesday afternoon, from there on in, a huge change in the weather pattern. Looks like we're in for a much better pattern than what we've seen this week, because this week has been pretty tough. It's definitely time for a beer. <laughs>
1: Is that what you have in there? All right. Well, enjoy, Christy. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) A video of a Florida toddler giving his mother a piece of his mind has gone viral. Two-year-old Alexander Sebos was not impressed when his mother forgot to kiss him goodbye, and he let his dad know about it.
2: And and mama, and me, and hey, and and whoa,
11: she didn't give you a kiss?
2: And she
6: hi,
11: and, and she just went to work?
6: Yeah! What a- what kind of mama does that?
5: Every day! You don't know? uh Me neither! And hi, and nana mama, and hi baby nana, dada, me,
2: and woke, and me, and yay!
11: You wanted to
1: give her a kiss? And give her And she just went to work? Yeah! Aw, man! Oh man! Oh man! Alexander's mother Diana, who posted the video herself, says she dropped her son off at home following his soccer practice, was in a hurry to get back to work and forgot to give him a proper goodbye. And he will never let her forget it.
9: The good news is he's young enough that he'll totally forget about it in a few years.
1: But there's video evidence. There's video evidence. Just don't show it to him.
9: Think about all the pictures that were taken of you as a child. Do you really want to see them?
1: No. (laughs) No. Um,
9: So he'll probably not want to see that.
1: Have we planned the parade route?
9: No, we have not (laughs) It's too soon. They don't hand anything out in October.
6: Your vote and how it counts in Battleground BC. Join Global News post-election for analysis and insight into what happened here. Your local coverage. Decision Canada after the vote. Monday on BC One.
1: That's Monday. I know.
6: <laughs> I like everybody's
9: photo there. It's very, uh, very serious, yeah. very election-like.
1: Well, we're getting ready. Okay,
9: so the Canucks' next game is uh, 10 a.m. tomorrow morning, our time, against New Jersey. That'll mean it'll be Quinn Hughes against his younger, younger brother, Jack. But the Devils also have the best player in the NHL named PK, and the best PK, period, belongs to the Vancouver Canucks. Yes, they're penalty killers, have been the best in the league so far this season, stopping 95% of all the power plays they've faced, including some good work last night against St. Louis. This was the biggest kill of all. Blues up 3-1, to one, and they had a two-man advantage for a minute and 20 seconds. And how do you stop five on threes? You get good goaltending by Thatcher Demko. You get good checking here by Chris Tanev. Him and Edler are out for pretty much the whole thing. The Canucks, PK is killing it so far this year. And that's one thing, they uh, had a pretty good penalty kill last year, and it's gotten even better so far this year. Oh, Jacob Markstrom is back from his leave of absence to deal with Family Matters. He practiced with the Canucks today. I don't think he'll play tomorrow. I think the Canucks might go with Demko one more time and then let Markstrom start the next game, which would be Sunday, also a 10 a.m. start our time against the Rangers. That's a good game for Markstrom to play. Now, we kind of knew the BC Lions were out of the playoffs in early September when they started the year 1-10. and 10. Now, they're 5-11. and 11. They have two games to go, both home games. Tonight against Saskatchewan, next weekend against Calgary. Team owner David Braley said today he is going to look at every aspect of his organization and see if any changes need to be made because he thought the Lions would win at least 10 games this year and make the playoffs. And Challenge for the Grey Cup. I don't think, despite what Braley says, he's going to change his management or his coach. And that coach, Devon Claybrooks, got a very tough lesson this year in what it's like to run the sidelines.
1: I mean, it's uh, it's been a, a first year that can definitely go in the books. As uh, I feel you, I tell you that I'm prepared for every situation from here going on forward. That uh, that, but in that aspect, I mean. We put together a team that's competitive and the guys are, are battling for us and putting it all on the line and that's what you want and let the chips fall where they may and that's what we're doing.
9: All right, the Kansas City Chiefs and a lot of fantasy team owners will be upset because quarterback Patrick Mahomes is going to leave the organization for three games to get his knee fixed. Dislocated kneecap, ouch, against Denver last night. Mahomes was hurt on a quarterback sneak. Now, interestingly enough, in the CFL, head coaches don't like to use their main quarterbacks for short yardage situations. They bring in the backup. In the NFL, they always keep the main guy in, and I don't think this injury will change their minds
6: about that. No, li- I mean, very. Not too many people get hurt on a sneak, and so it's a freak thing, and uh, you know, and it happens. So you know, I was proud. I was proud of our guys stepping up and. You know they didn't let down, which can you've seen that over the years. You've seen teams that let themselves down after one of your best players or the best player gets <clears throat> gets hurt, in particular the quarterback. And I was proud that our guys just stepped up and, and kept battling, and, and really uh, everybody up their game. I thought. All right, for the
9: Yankees to make the World Series, they're going to have to beat Justin Verlander in Houston three games in a row. They're down three-one in the series. But Aaron Hicks with the three-run homer, off the foul pole. And the Yankees are up four to one. Their pitcher tonight is Ladner's James Paxton. BC boy looking to save the Yankee season. And he had a great game. game's not over yet, but Paxton has set the Yankees up to take this back to Houston. Six strikeouts at that point. Paxton threw 112 pitches. I think that's the most he has thrown in any game this season. We'll see if the Yankees can hold on. They're leading 4-1 in the seventh. The Blake family is all about speed, be it at the biggest track meets in the world or football fields in the Okanagan and all around B.C. Blake family members are proving they are very tough to catch up to.
12: Javon Blake was born to run. He was born in Jamaica, where sprinting is the national sport. And when he moved to Kelowna in 2013, sprinting was still a passion. But then he discovered football. I love it. Like It's my first love now. Like, I, run, I still run track, but football is my first love for sure. He showed up at Rutland uh, in the fall of
9: grade nine. He'd never played football before. And, uh, you know, here's uh, the last four years, you, you can see how much he's improved going from a kid who didn't know which end of the football to throw to, to now he's, uh, you know, arguably the best uh, athlete playing high school football.
12: To get an idea of the kind of athlete he is, just look at his bloodlines. His older brother, Jerome, is on Canada's national sprint team and ran the relay at the recent world championships. His cousin, Johan Blake, is a world-class sprinter for Jamaica who just missed the podium, finishing fifth in the 100 meters. It doesn't hurt to have good genes. Probably like my grandparents because they were like really impressive athletes like when they were younger and like... We live a pretty like healthy life like in my family personally because we always go for runs in the mornings and just working out and stuff like that. So he just kind of runs in the family there. But he's not just depended on his natural abilities. That's why he's become such a dominant football player in such a short time. He works hard, good worth ethic. He's in the gym every morning, early in, early before school, and he's. I don't see anything stopping him, right? I'm always hungry to score, like, Every time I get the ball, I'm thinking I'm taking it to the house. I'm taking it to the house. Like I'm, I don't want to get stopped. So I, I'm always running with anger, like all the time. And he's hungry to take football to the next level, where the interest is building at home and south of the border.
9: He's done a great job at marking himself too. He. Uh, he knows all about social media and getting his highlights out there. And uh, as a result of that, you see every school in Canada is after him. And some of the schools in the U.S. are starting to look at him now too. And, and uh, if he keeps performing
12: at the level he is, then yeah, I think there'll be a, a ton of schools down south looking at him too. Like I didn't have much like when I was in Jamaica. So it's just kind of like, I want to make the best of the opportunity I have now. So I just go to every game and just like put my 100% in all the time.
9: Running runs in the family.
1: It does. All right, just before we get to satellite debris, let's head back downtown and check in with Jordan Armstrong and find out the status of that climate protest. Jordan?
5: basically all over Sophie after about 90 minutes of marching through downtown traffic the protesters made their way here to the Vancouver Art Gallery Plaza there were speeches a few minutes ago and now most of them have dispersed and you can probably see traffic behind me there that's Georgia Street eastbound there will still be some delays but the roads have reopened Vancouver police say no problems reported tonight Sophie
1: all right good to see you. thanks very much Jordan Jordan Armstrong in downtown Vancouver Okay. Okay.
9: So at the Washington Capitals games, um, they have like the little kids play hockey in between mm-hmm. periods, and then they interview one of the kids, and who does the best. And okay. <laughs> this kid they interviewed, he's great. There <laughs> we go. <laughs>
0: so tonight's triple a might of the night the double goal scorer number seven jackson
4: friedlander
6: thanks Wes. that's right guys make some noise for jackson here jackson you were on fire out there tonight how did it feel to play on that big ice all i wanted
9: is to have some speed and have fun hockey always remember hockey's not about
7: winning it's always about fun I love it. You guys, he's like a little motivational speaker down here. You might have some coaching in your future, I think. Now, I got to know, who's your favorite Caps player?
9: It's Ovechkin and always. I have a tarantula named Michael. He's a curly hair. He just had two crickets on Monday, one on Sunday. He has a big
6: appetite. Awesome. I love it. I think you could talk with us all day. But before we keep the conversation going, you scored two goals out there. And guess what? We're going to watch him on that big screen. You ready? Yeah! I'm so excited. I'm like seriously excited.
9: I'm kind of shy, but mostly excited and courageous.
1: Courageous. <laughs> did he say courageous? Yes, he
9: did. He's mostly excited. He's kind of shy, but he's mostly excited and courageous. Oh. There you and go. he has a
1: tarantula named Michael? He has Michael? a pet
9: tarantula named Michael who eats two crickets at a time because <laughs> he's got a big appetite. Wow. Well. Okay, here's a little ad from Iron Brew uh, about your hair disappearing on you.
4: I'm leaving you, Jeff. Huh? Why? We never do anything anymore. I want to be a wind swept. swept. I want to meet new hairdressers. I want to be brushed beneath the stars. No, please don't go. I can change conditioner. No, I'm going. And I'm taking the little ones with me.
0: Ah! Ah! No! Iron do. Get some iron on you.
9: All right.
1: That's how I feel about my hair some days.
9: That it's just ripping off your head and walking out? Yeah. Because you don't do enough
1: with it? Oh, it just fights with me. Um, okay,
9: so this last one is from uh, Yorkshire Tea, and it's, uh, it's kind of a musical tribute to Yorkshire Tea and all the things it can do.
13: I'm really sorry, this just isn't working anymore. Really? Yeah, you'll thank me eventually. You'll be fine, you just need a cup of tea a graze or minor injury there's tea there's tea you took an arrow to the knee have tea oh tea even winners of the morning history, lovely cup of tea When Monday leaves you feeling blue and your boss has a rage that you can't subdue, you'll likely see his point of view if you just sit down and have a brew If zombies come back from the dead and you're all tucked up inside your bed Put down your guns you then use the cup to smash their heads!
12: Sarah, can, can we just talk?
13: feel better for a messy breakup
1: So maybe all the UK Parliament needs
9: for a cup Brexit deal is a cup of tea. Yeah.
1: According to that
9: song. Let's see coffee do that. Exactly. Yeah. I'm all about the tea. Anyway, there you go.
1: Monday, a big day. Have
9: I hear that. Voted? Not yet. I like to do my voting at the last minute.
1: At the very last minute? Yeah. I already did it because we'll be busy on Monday. Global News has got you covered on election night. There will be a special edition of the News Hour on Monday. Squire, this is important for you.
9: I'm listening. From
1: 5 until 6, so you're on earlier oh. today.
9: Oh, so the six, six o'clock news is on at five o'clock.
1: Exactly. Then at six, Donna Friesen with Decision Canada and our federal election hmm. results special. And after that, Keith Baldry, myself, and a cast of thousands will be hosting after the vote, taking a closer look at the outcome here in BC. So we'll see you on Monday.
9: What time's the five o'clock news on?
1: I kid this is a trick question. <laughs>